Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. .com to make your reservations. Oasis Park Residences. More than a home. is Nanama McBrown. Many people think I get what I want anytime because I am popular. <laughs> no, that is not true. It is because me and Kasano, I like the best and when I find it, I stick to it. I have found Bell Party Row and I'm stuck with it. It is soft but not weak, strong but not hard. It is just perfect. Bell Pack Tea Roll is smooth and gentle on the skin. Same as Bell Pack Kitchen Towel. It cleans in one wipe. You can soak, squeeze, and clean again. One Bell Pack Kitchen Towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to Bell Pack today and experience the perfect paper tissue. Saiye pocket tissue, table napkins, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell Pack is simply the best. Bell Pack, just perfect. To be a Bell Pack distributor, call 055-11-44400. Another quality product from Bell Aqua. During a shopping experience, does your heart beat fast when you make a payment? Followed by a tight squeeze in your chest when you receive a debit alert? Then you suddenly get sweaty when you see what's left in your account? <laughs> now, you can get more out of paying by tapping into rewards with Visa. Enjoy 10% cash back on 1,000 Ghana cities spend or more in at least 5 contactless transactions so you can enjoy more of the things you love. Tap to pay with Visa everywhere you want to be. Good evening and welcome to News Night. We're live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra. In Kumasi, we are on Love 99.5 FM. We're on a number of affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We're on Twitter Spaces. We're on Facebook, myjoyonline.com. In the next 60 minutes here on News Night, tonight, National Food Buffer Stock Company disputes 18 months arrears claims by food suppliers who are threatening to hold supplies to the various senior high schools. We have details as they issue a 14 days ultimatum to government to settle the debts or they will Leash their off. So I don't think they are expecting we the suppliers to bring the food. You're basically telling us you're not doing that. With what capacity? What are we going to go into the hinterland with? We are going to go with money. We'll get to hear from the National Food Buffer Store Company, which assures debts will be settled to avoid food shortages on campuses. I'm getting the support of government. Government is doing everything possible to make sure that food issue, how to resolve it once and for all. So, yes, my hands are tight, but thankfully, uh, government is giving me the needed and the necessary support. Meanwhile, at the junior level, school feeding caterers are still on strike for over a month now. We have details of it and Supreme Court cites NDC's Professor Michael Pesa-White for contempt over his recent tweet, which the court believes affects its dignity. We have details as he apologizes even before the day he is to show up. Also tonight, the Ghana Bar Association calls for government intervention in the ongoing strike by members of the Judicial Service Staff Association of Ghana that has brought justice delivery to its knees. We, we have to find a way of resolving so that these people can come back. The major players in this game 
is government and JUSAC. They have to go back and see whatever must be done. Because as to what the grievances are, we have nothing to do with it. Meanwhile, hundreds of litigants have been left stranded across the country as the strike bites hard. Completely frustrated because now you don't even know when your, 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 your case is coming on. Some of us have dates for trial. In my case, for example, I have to travel, but because of the case, I'm here. In business, government misses out on meeting total revenue and grant target for first quarter of this year. And in sports, former world champion Joshua Clotter bemoans the work ethic of young boxers, fearing it might jeopardize the future of the sport in Ghana. And much later, labeled as a spirit child because he has cerebral palsy and denied food for three days by a native doctor. That's the story of five-month-old baby Kelvin, who is now battling for his life. I am appealing for help in any form to cure my baby. I am told that such medical condition, if not properly handled, may lead to the baby having mental challenges in the future. So I need everybody's help. We are live in Nadoli Kaleo district of the Upper West Region shortly. And in our Schools of Shame series today, we'll take you back to Kufori, a community in the East Mampusi municipality of the Northeast Region, where education is ground to a halt following the collapse of the school building. Residents are demanding the removal of the municipal education director. That and more in tonight's edition of Newsline. Please do all to join us with your thoughts and comments is via WhatsApp 055 I am MFA Apau. Many thanks for your company. This is your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Before we get into the issues about food shortage or the looming food shortage on SHS campuses, as well as the school feeding caterer strike that has lasted over a month now, let me take you to the Nadoli Kalio district of the Upper West Region first, where baby Kelvin was born five months ago and after a week developed cerebral palsy with seizures. He was admitted at the Upper West Regional Hospital and the condition well managed for a week before he was discharged. He was, however, labelled a spirit child by community members and not expected to survive. My colleague Rafiq Salam has more. Sitting by the bedside of baby Calvin is his mother, Imelda Kelly, who is sad and crestfallen about the turn of events. I was told that I may have made sarcastic comments or looked down on an elderly person. And he's the one pulling the strings on the baby. The other thing is that baby Calvin may have been a spirit child, and for that matter, may not survive. I was then asked to bring the baby to my home village at Lizere for the native doctor to exercise the ghosts and spirit on him. We were told that if he is a spirited child and takes the medicine, he will die. But if he doesn't, he will be killed and will survive. They gave him the medicine after which we left. She left baby Calvin in the care of some unknown women and the native doctor. Five days later, they were called to Wizere to take baby Calvin home. They were not charged a single penny. They however met him in worse condition. He was frail, pale, and weak. His back dotted with sores. His body temperature also rose. 
we were told he was neither given food nor water except medicine they gave him what is what we call pressure source because they okay around the bony prominences when you are left lying in one position for a long time without turning or without getting up you develop source on the bony prominences so that's what has happened to this baby Emil de Kele for now is confused and regretting for her actions I'm for help in any form to kill my baby. I am told that such medical conditions, if not properly handled, may lead to the baby having mental challenges in the future. There is no need for um, going for alternative treatments where you would come back in a worse form that we cannot do much about. Um, I think especially for children who cannot speak for themselves, I think that parents should um, consider um, medical advice before they seek for some of these things. Reporting for Dwayne News, Rafik Salam. Wow. Let me touch base with my colleague Rafik Salam on how baby Kelvin is doing. Rafik, uh, you've been monitoring closely baby Kelvin. Tell us about his condition. Uh, his condition uh, for now, according to the pediatrician specialist at the Apple Hospital Hospital, uh, is okay. Uh, he was managed and then the source uh, about uh, being uh, healed and they have been discharged currently. Baby Calvin is at uh, their residence at Wazongo. Mm. Well, and uh, we were earlier told about um, support that uh, the mother needed to be able to take care of Kelvin. How is it going? Um, the mother is at her wit ends uh, at the moment uh, because she doesn't know where that support uh, could uh, come from because that is even part of the reason why that led her to see definitive doctor or the medicine man uh, in the village at Yizere. Uh, and so they are appealing to anybody who will come to their aid and then to help uh, at least uh, uh, get uh, this uh, uh, boy uh, treated. Uh, but also the information that we also glean on indicates that uh, tomorrow he's expected to be back to the hospital, uh, uh, to be back to the hospital for further uh, medication. Thank you very much, uh, Rafi Salam, uh, for joining us with that update on baby Kelvin. Now, uh, let's get into uh, some other stories now. And the National Food Supplies Association have hinted of halting supplies of foodstuff to all senior high schools under the free SHS policy across the country. According to the association, government has failed to honor payment of outstanding arrears of 18 months, a situation that has led to the banks chasing them for their properties and assets because the are in default of loan agreement. Spokesperson for the National Food Suppliers Association, Kweku Amedume, said if the arrears are not settled, then heads of schools should not expect food from them when schools resume because they are lacking credibility to assess loan facilities. The expectations of them rest with the management of the policy. In fact, they are expecting management of the policy to finance all these items or activities. So I don't think they are expecting we, the suppliers, to bring the food. You're basically are, telling us you're not doing that. With what capacity? What are we going to go into the hinterland with? We are going to go with money. If we don't have the money, we need to go with credibility. And that credibility we have lost. And we have lost credibility to the point that buffer stock itself has lost credibility. Before now, you could take buffer stock's letter to a bank, and the bank will loan you to go and supply or work with buffer but today, buffer stock letterhead doesn't go to the bank. The banks don't recognize buffer stock as a credible letter or contract letter upon which they could give us contract or give us facilities mm. to, to work with buffer stock. That is how low we have sunk as suppliers, mm -hmm. and that is how low buffer stock has, has sunk. 
you want school children to go hungry in schools because Mafa stock is not treating you well? We haven't said that. We have helped the school children because our kids are also in school. Indeed, um, I have two kids. They are all benefiting from. They'll go hungry. Of course, they'll go hungry. But compare mm -hmm. what we, the suppliers, are going through, the sustenance of the business. If you don't have money to go back into the market to bring the stuff, and you don't have the credibility to go and take it on credit, is it our fault that the children are not getting it? It is not our fault. In fact, this free SHS or school feeding, whatever, was budgeted for in the 2022 budget. So where is the money? 23, you mean? 2023 budget. Yeah, yeah, right. So where has the money gone to? That's uh, the National Food Suppliers Association spokesperson, Kweku Amedume, there speaking to my colleague, Blazet Suga, on the polls. But CEO of the National Food Buffer Stock Company, Hanan Abdul Wahab, while denying the 18 months arrears, is assuring that the debts will be settled. Trust me, look at the number of suppliers who have called for um, uh, the press conference. They are saturated. You understand? That's what I'm saying. I understand them. I'm not blaming them entirely, except the misinformation. You know, you owe somebody this amount of money, this much amount of money. How do you expect a person to continue supply? So this is what I am doing. And I'm getting the support of government. Government is doing everything possible to make sure that Chief of Staff have held a meeting on three different occasions on this food issue, how to resolve it once and for all. You understand? So, yes, my hands are tight, but thankfully, uh, government is giving me the needed and the necessary support because um, I have been able to, you know, make sure that this letter left Ministry of Education to Ministry of Finance. So, one step has been achieved. Now, I'm on Ministry of Finance to process the release warrant to uh, Controller and Accountant General. Then I can go there too. That's the last stage. And for Controller, we have to also be very frank here. Controller may not be able to get a 275 million at ego because as and when fans come and it's available he can call and say this is 40 this is 50 this is 60 but maybe there may uh, be a situation where we can get everything at once uh, but let's not you know bank our hopes that oh, once it goes to controller the two say i'll be very much happy that we can get everything if not even everything the exact amount that we owe suppliers for 2022 so that we can just clear everybody 100 percent then i can I'll be vindicated uh, because when I am the head of this institution, when you put out something that, oh, fans have been your reliable informed from the Ministry of Education, you don't work for Ministry of Education, you work for me. That's um, Hanan Abdul Wahab, is the CEO of the National Food Buffer Store Company, where one key stakeholder is the Conference of Heads of Assisted Secondary Schools, and they are the ones uh, taking care of these children and taking stock when these supplies come in earlier. We've had them raise concerns some time back about um, this looming food shortage because they were not getting the supplies. Some parent had to start providing food for their children who were in the SHS. But let me bring in uh, Dr. Clementa Park, as in when we get chance, we'll get to them. But Dr. Clementa Park is MP for Busa South and Deputy Ranking Member on Parliament Education Committee. Well, I, I've heard you talk extensively about this particular issue. Parliament may be on recess though, but I guess your committee is aware of the situation involving buffer stock and the food supplies, aren't you? Well, let me say good evening to you and good evening to our listeners. And uh, to indicate that I am not surprised but I believe members of the Ghanaian public would be surprised that uh, this is happening. 
I say so because government has always postured in a way that seeks to suggest that all is nice and dandy. And that those of us who have been raising these issues in the public domain are working against or do not wish the policy to succeed. Now, I must refer to the points that the leader of the Association of uh, Food Suppliers made. He is right. In 2022, the budgetary allocation for the Frisian High School was 2.3 billion. In 2023, the allocation is 3 billion. And cumulatively, if you were to look at the allocations from 2017 to 2023, it's just slightly above 12 billion. And the bulk of the monies invested to finance the program goes to the feeding of the students. So why is it that year in, year out, government proposes a budget to finance the policy Parliament approves, and yet we still have these sorts of challenges where we now are hearing that buffer stock food suppliers have not been paid for 18 months. And because of that, they are now encumbered in terms of their ability to continue to supply food to our wards in the secondary school. If you want my honest opinion, mm-hmm. This is yet another reason why the call for a review of the Frisian High School policy is justified. Because something just doesn't add up. And I fail to understand why government would say that this is a flagship program. A program for which big amounts of monies have been allocated and approved. And yet we are experiencing the challenges that we are talking about. And look, make no mistake. I can tell you on authority that we are already beginning to get reports from various parts of the country that some of the schools are experiencing inadequate food supply Mm -hmm. or the supply of only one staple. You will remember that a school in Navrongo, the OLL girls model school, the students had to stage a protest because they had been fed only rice for a week in a row. So let's call on government because obviously this cannot be blamed on the buffer stock company. And I want to say that this cannot also be blamed on the Ministry of Education. Mm. This obviously must be laid at the doorsteps of the Ministry of Finance. So Akufuado ought to instruct Ken Oforiata to release the monies to the ministry for onward transfer to the buffer stock so that they can pay the suppliers for them to continue to supply food so that we do not have a situation where the students will be compelled to be sent home as a result of government's failure to meet its obligations. Well, interestingly, as a committee, we know that um, the, at the junior level, this the, this issue is not just at the, the senior level, which is the, the SHS. At the junior level, for a, a, a month now or so, we're told that the caterers that are supposed to be providing food under the school feeding program have been on strike because they've also not been paid. As a committee, I'm sure that this is also an issue that under your radar that you, you, you're actually paying attention to. Yes, we have also followed the uh, rather unfortunate 
and sad situation where our world school uh, in the public business school system have not been fed the quote-unquote one hot nutritious meal per day under the school feeding program. And let me be honest in saying that while the school feeding secretariat is not housed in the Ministry of Education, by virtue of the fact that the program is supposed to entice and for that matter increase enrollments and ensure retention, the Committee on Education has an interest in what goes on. And I must say that for over four weeks now, the caterers have been on strike. And the silence from the powers that be in terms of the office of the president is quite disappointing. Because we are beginning to get reports about how the refusal of the caterers to cook, rightly so, because they are old areas, they have borrowed monies, to continue to prepare the food. Their creditors are pursuing them. Many of them have had to go even into, into hiding. The fact that in these times that we are, uh, the 97 pesos per child per day is not even sufficient to procure an egg. I have even argued that 97 pesos is no longer sufficient to even feed a pet cat. So the legitimate demands of the school caterers or to capture the attention of government. To think that we approved a sum of 959 million Ghana cities in the 2023 budget to finance the school feeding program. And to think that for the past four months, I mean four weeks, the women have been on strike, and yet government is not making any effort to try and address their demands for them to get back to prepare the foods, to keep our wards in school, and to ensure that they continue to attend school. Mm. It's an indictment mm. on this government, and I think this is inexcusable. Clearly, we can summarize all of this to indicate that our educational system is seriously challenged from the very basic level all the way to the tertiary. We would find a day to speak about the challenges bedeviling tertiary education as well. well. Okay, we are grateful. And that's uh, Dr. Clementa Park. is a deputy ranking member on the Education Committee in Parliament. Thankfully, uh, we are the chairperson of the School Feeding Caterers Association for Greater Accra, uh, Greater Accra Region, uh, Juliana Kujo. Thank you so much uh, for your time here on Newsnight, Madam Kujo. So let me find out from you if um, the, the payment of your arrears and is there has there been any a uh, progress on that? Have you been paid the the monies that you were owed? Good evening, and good evening to your listeners. No, uh, a month ago we met with the secretaries. I'm not feeling fine. Okay. We we met with the secretaries, and they promised to pay the following week. So, and they said we will meet again in two weeks' time, which is on the 16th of this month. We did, we did not hear from them. So last week we called them and asked if the meeting is coming on. And they said they have postponed, postponed their meeting. Postponed it. Uh, they are going to 
uh, workshop. Mm. So we did they heard from them again. We did not hear from them again. Madam Kujo, sorry for your situation, but uh, how many months are you owed under uh, the school feeding program? I, I, I'm asking at the last count, how many months of monies are you owed in terms of the areas? Okay, uh, second term and first term, we are now starting the third term. So it's three terms, two terms, but we are currently uh, at the uh, three terms. And each term is about three months, right? Yes, please. Okay, and um, authorities have not said anything about when these payments will be made. When we asked them, they said we are expecting some money. So in the meantime, we are not feeding our children in the schools. Is that the situation? Well, you are still we don't have money. We don't have money to feed them. We don't have money. And the doctors who are on our next, can't you see I'm sick? Because of them, when they call you, they will insult you. You don't want to pay the money. You don't want to. You are hiding. So all these things, I don't want to talk much because if I said I would talk school feeding, I want to brush my mind from uh, this school feeding because if I don't take care, I will die and leave my children. How bad is the situation, Madam Juliana? It's very, very bad. It's very, very bad. Last year, we went to the president's uh, uh, house. We, we sent the president the letter. We went to uh, this thing, the vice president. We served him too. We went to Fremont Paris, the chief of staff. None of them none of them. They have closed their ears and uh, this is, they pretend they don't hear what is going on. Madam Juliana Kujo, uh, thank you so much for joining us. In spite of your condition, we pray that all goes well with you. Uh, that's um, Juliana Kujo. Uh, she leads the School Feeding Caterers Association uh, for the Greater Accra region. Siba Alpha, who is the PRO for the Ghana School Feeding Program, was scheduled uh, to speak to us. But at the last minute, um, he's unable uh, to join us. But as and when we get any response whatsoever uh, from government on this uh, particular situation, both on the supplies and the and also the Ghana School Feeding Program will bring that to you. But um, let's focus or still stay on education-related matters because in our Schools of Shame series today, we go back to Kofori, a community in the East Mamprusi municipality of the Northeast region where education has ground to a halt following the collapse of the school building there. The mud building that was already in a deplorable state and served as classrooms for both primary and junior high school children collapsed after a rainstorm swept through the community. The storm also led to the death of the boys prefect of the junior high school who was struck by lightning. Joy News uh, in the community found that classes are now being conducted under a tree as local authorities are yet to visit the community after more than two weeks since the incident occurred. Correspondent Ilya Sotankuel has been there. He At the Kufuri Basic Primary and Junior High School in the East Mamprisi municipality of the Northeast region, the time is about 10 a.m. The first lesson for the day was just about to begin when the teachers observed the clouds gathering 
a clear sign of rains on its way. Quickly, the peoples are asked to go home before the rain starts. According to the teachers of the school, this has been the norm and reality in the school since the start of the rainy season. For a very long time, the lack of teachers and infrastructure, including teaching and learning materials, has led to the provision of poor quality education for the children of Kufuri and its surroundings. The situation has gone from bad to worse following the collapse of the junior high school block, which was already in a dangerous condition and on the verge of splitting apart. The deplorable school block was collapsed by a violent rainstorm that hit the community on the 4th of this month. The violent storm also caused the death of the boys' prefect of the school. Speaking to Joy News, the peoples mourned the death of their school prefect as well as the collapse of the school building and plead with the education ministry to intervene to rebuild their school and provide teaching and learning materials. Last month, one of the rain came and collapsed your building. When I was there, has bleeding again. So we have to give, we have to give a uh, government message that we have to give us a fresh building for us to sit and learn well. Last evening, for after half on the school, the tender strike their SP. Even though it was not in school, but because they are friends, they always feel whenever they come to school and leave the absence of their colleague. Some of the parents who are already uneducated and appreciate less the essence of education have started withdrawing their children from the school to help them with farm work and into other ventures. The leadership of the community is worried that education in the community is on the verge of a total collapse. We have nothing to do again, but we have tried since 2003 up to today. We don't get any single block and we don't know how to do. We beg, 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 we don't know whether the government has been forget about or we anoint us. We don't know. But we will make to beg the government. The Naku Fabi said we should look at it. Everywhere, every community, they are beg. You know, Nasori is here, this is. College here, Foro is here. They are beg all the schools. Why are we, we Foro people, why? What are we, what are we done to them, 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 to we don't know why we are done to them. They just cut us off. Elias reporting from Kufuri in the East Mampresi municipality for Joy News. Well, back to Accra, and uh, we'll be going for business shortly. But first, lecturer and member of the NDC, Professor Michael Pesa White, has been cited for contempt by the Supreme Court. This borders on a series of tweets made by Professor White on May 19. The summons issued alleges that he made series of comments which the court considers to be scandalous. Legal Affairs correspondent Joseph Akable uh, joins us via Zoom uh, with more on what we are learning about this particular issue. And uh, Joseph, do we know the specific tweets? is alleged to have made. A number of tweets are reproduced in the documents that have been filed against him. The first one here uh, reads, the highest court of the land has been turned into, quote, stupid court. Another one here says, they have succeeded in turning the Supreme Court into a stupid court. Common sense is now a scarce commodity. A major element in a death of democracies is partisanship in a delivery of justice. And the final one, our judges and need lessons in political philosophy and ethics. Time will tell. Now, per the summons that have been filed, it makes the point that uh, he should appear before the court on May 30 
and show cause why he should not be cited for contempt of court for one, scandalizing the Supreme Court, two, bringing the, the into ridicule, the dignity, respect, and stature of the Supreme Court, and finally, inciting prejudice against the Supreme Court. And what explanation has Professor White offered regarding these tweets? And so first, he makes the point that uh, he was actually reading a specific book. Uh, the book is entitled um, The Most Dangerous Branch Inside the Supreme Court's Assault on the Constitution and Recent Attempts by Some Democracy. So it's a United States book authored by one David A. Kaplan. That's the book that he says he was reading. Now, his statement reads, continues, I have observed that Ghana Web and other media publications sought to associate my tweet with the decision of the Supreme Court in their sin not matter as stated on the face of the summons to show cause. But honestly, at the time of my tweet, I had no knowledge of the Supreme Court's decision as at 9.59 a.m. when I did the tweet. The said tweet was, which has resulted in the invocation of the Supreme Court's power for me to appear to show cause because the tweet has scandalized the apex court of our land has, and has brought the dignity into disrepute. Sincerely, the tweet was not done with the intent to scandalize or denigrate a revered institution such as the Supreme Court of Ghana, for which I have tremendous amounts of respect and admiration for. These are consequences I never intended, although I do accept responsibility that I could have exercised better judgment in my choice of words. Please permit me to unequivocally state that I have no reason to slander our Supreme Court, and I hereby sincerely apologize unreservedly for any pain and discomfort my tweets may have caused the Chief Justice, the Supreme Court, and the entire judiciary, and signed by Professor Michael Presser White. And so he makes the point that he was reading a book uh, authored by United States citizens about the Supreme Court, uh, which led him to make those particular tweets. But he nonetheless apologizes to the Supreme Court of Ghana for these comments. Well, clarify for me, Joseph, do we know if um, this particular apology or public apology has been actually sent uh, to the Supreme Court? From what we understand, uh, it's a ministry publicly and efforts will be made to uh, make it available to the court between now and uh, May 30 when he's supposed to show up uh, with his lawyers on that particular day. That's legal affairs correspondent Joseph Akabli. Thank you so much uh, for uh, giving us uh, those updates on Professor Michael Pesa White and those tweets. And he has since apologized even before the day he's to show up at the Supreme Court. And that's May 30. Let's do business. George, we are faking no apologies. Okay, wear your headset well. Okay, what's business? Interesting developments, MFA. Mm-hmm. Always. Well, coming up in business, financial allocations for social intervention initiatives expected to be increased on the IMF program to deal with the expected shocks on the vulnerable and government misses out on meeting total revenue and grant target for first quarter of this year. However, cash deficit slows to almost 7 billion Ghana cities. The business news on Newsnight. It's brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business, Allianz Life and Ghana Pay. Isn't life wonderful when everything worth doing is scheduled? Hitting the stop button on your alarm just in time for your morning jog. That happy moment listening to your baby's heartbeat at the doctor's office. On 
an arranged virtual meeting with that big client. Buy airtime ahead of time with scheduled airtime service on MTN Momo. You can schedule your airtime purchase of any amount daily, weekly or monthly by dialing star 170 hash option 3 and follow the process. Or simply dial star 170 star 311 hash for a superb airtime purchase experience. You enjoy 100% bonus airtime anytime you recharge yourself with MTN Momo. Keep on talking with that 100% feeling. So, what are we doing today? MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Committee 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase K and USD Campus, UCC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764101764209 or 7627792 visit our website www.kingdomgh.com During a shopping experience, does your heart beat fast when you make a payment? Followed by a tight squeeze in your chest when you receive a debit alert? Then you suddenly get sweaty when you see what's left in your account? <laughs> now, you can get more out of paying by tapping into rewards with Visa. Enjoy 10% cash back on 1,000 Ghana cities spend or more in at least five contactless transactions so you can enjoy more of the things you love. Tap to pay with Visa everywhere you want to be. You're welcome back to Business on Newsnight. And government ended the first quarter of this year failing to hit its total revenue and grant targets. Now, this was captured in a new Bank of Ghana data covering government's fiscal operations in the first three months of this year. We have details in this report. The report showed that from January to March this year, total revenue and grants stood at 26 billion Ghana cities against the 33.6 billion Ghana cities that has been programmed by the finance ministry. On the other hand, 
Government recorded a cash deficit of almost 7 billion Ghana cities ending March 2023. This was against the target of 18.5 billion Ghana cities. In terms of what it was hoping to record in the first quarter of 2023, government ended the first three months of this year spending 32.7 billion Ghana cities. This was, however, lower than the program target of 52 billion cities. It is not clear for now whether the challenges in getting the required revenue for the first quarter impacted on government expenditure for the period. According to the Bank of Ghana, the finance ministry is planning to finance the deficit from domestic markets but raising the required taxes and issuance of treasury bills. And that is a business dex report. Now, the value of Ghana's economy in monetary terms witnessed some significant increase from last year. It is now worth 873 billion Ghana cities ending March this year, compared to the 610 billion Ghana cities recorded in December last year. There isn't any official communication from the Ghana's car service as to what caused this huge leap. The development could impact positively on Ghana's debt when it comes to working out the debt-to-GDP ratio. Now, President Akufado has given the firm assurance that Ghana will be able to meet the new requirement for cocoa exports into the EU market. The country's cocoa beans risk being banned by EU in the coming months unless Ghana is able to get child labor out of the production chain and check deforestation. But speaking at a program in Qatar, the president noted that they are taking steps to protect Ghana's commodity whilst exploring new markets. I have no doubt that we will meet the requirements of the EU legislation. Do you, is uh, the EU critical, though, to, to the has, success it, of Ghana's the, the EU has posed some questions. We have done our best to respond to it. Several meetings have taken place both in Accra and in Brussels to explain the, the topography of the Ghanaian industry, to show exactly what is. We're confident hmm. that um, the allegation the child labor forms an important part of uh, of our cocoa, but it's not an allegation that has any foundation in fact, and that we will, when the legislation is uh, enacted, that we will meet the requirements of the legislation. We're very confident. Are you willing that. to look to other markets, though, to not be so reliant oh, on you absolutely. or other products? Oh, absolutely. Apart from ramping up the products, there are the, the Asia represents a new huge market, both India and and in China itself and other parts of Asia, they all represent a, a huge new market. And we're making systematic efforts to introduce Ghanaian cocoa into those markets. President Akufadu engaged in a moderator at the Qatar Economic Forum. Now, human resource practitioners across the country has been asked to show interest in national issues. Now, President of the Chartered Institute of Human Resource Management, Ghana, Dr. Edward Kopom, said practitioners should be more professional in their line of duty. At the launch of his book, Dab HR Thought Leadership, he also called for proper regulation of the sector. We hear a lot of professional bodies commenting on national issues. The Ghana Medical Association, the Ghana Bar Association, and the Chartered Institute of Accountants commenting on national issues. The HR is always quiet. We don't want to hurt anybody, so we hold back. And therefore, our value is not appreciated, isn't it? After the measure of a number of banks in this country, redundancies were carried out, packages were not paid, and the matters ended up in National Labor Commission and the law courts. And HR never said a word. 
So who is protecting workers? Who is serving as a shepherd of workers? So then what is our role as HR practitioners and as a profession? Dr. Edward Capone is the president of the Chartered Institute of Human Resource Management. Now, government is expected to increase the financial allocation for social intervention programs in the coming months under the IMF program. Now, this is part of measures to deal with the expected shocks that the IMF program will bring on the vulnerable in society. Dr. Lindro Medina is the IMF representative to Ghana, and he has been speaking in an interview that will be aired on PM Express Business Edition tonight, 9 p.m. on Joy News. We expect a large and front-loaded fiscal consolidation. This will be done through revenue mobilization and also through making expenditure more efficient. But, of course, this will be done while protecting the, the, the vulnerable, protecting the poor, because ensuring social protection is one of the key aspects of the program. And if I may uh, give you two examples, two key examples of, of what is being done by authorities in, in, in their uh, economic program is uh, first, in the 2023 budget, the uh, benefits under the LIP are being doubled and also the uh, school feeding program is being adjusted to counteract the effects of the inflation. But these are just a few examples of what the, the program is doing in these aspects. Dr. Leandro Medina is the IMF resident representative. Uh, he has been speaking on a yet to be aired uh, interview on PM Express Business Edition tonight at we nine. Have one and two of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it'll be interesting to see the other things that will come up during this program. Interesting developments about the, the funds, the perspective about the program, mm-hmm. the bit about getting Parliament approval, Don't and the, the bit that. <laughs> so join us at nine PM on Joy News Channel on more TT. TV to the stock market. If you are a shareholder in Enterprise Group, the value went down by 27 pesos and it's now worth two Ghana cities, 43 pesos. For Fat Milk, again, 10 pesos and it's now worth one Ghana city, 20 pesos. And that's all for Business on Newsnight. Thank you very much, George. Um, let's do some of your messages uh, that you've sent in. Uh, this one from Nanaspin Text Road says, uh, for goodness sake, this free education must stop. Is one of the reasons we are at the IMF. Uh, we are all suffering currently for a not thought through decision and we have uh, Senna also says, in fact, I've, I'm listening to Madame Juliana and she talks about how sad um, he is about the situation and that they must immediately uh, pay them their due. And uh, this one from Kwesin Kaswa says, all these challenges in our educational sector is very much evident that this government is insensitive to education in Ghana, shortage of food and collapse of school buildings here and there. And Kofi Seidu says, is it not sad that President Akufado cannot pay 97 pesos per child to feed our children? in the basic schools. Some of your messages uh, will stay on the judicial front uh, because uh, before we went on the break, we're talking about uh, that um, apology from Professor Michael Pesa-White. But the Ghana Bar Association is tonight urgently appealing for government's intervention as the ongoing strike by members of the Judicial Service Staff Association of Ghana, JUSAC, continues to cripple the delivery of justice in the country. The strike initiated by JUSAC is a response to the government's failure to address the long-standing 
issue of salary review and other pressing concerns of its members. The grievances of JUSAC members have also reached a tipping point, leading them to abandon posts. The impact has been far-reaching. Let's uh, do a quick check of some regions and my colleague Martina Bugri um, joins us on the line. Martina, uh, what was the situation today, you'd say? Um, the situation in the northern region was a deserted court. Just a few people who had not heard of the declaration of the strike turned up to work. But when they got there and understand that they had been asked not to work, they also left. So by 9 o'clock, the court premises was empty, except the security personnel who was there to tell people what was happening. The whole place was very quiet. A few people who were still hanging around, hoping that some miracle or something happened, complained of how they had traveled far and near to come and uh, to court, only to be told that their courts are not working and they don't even know when um, they are going to resume. So some were actually not too excited about the news especially cases they deem were agent cases. Uh, I've come all along to file a case. And when I came, the place is all locked, that they are on strike. And the strike is that uh, they are not paying the allowance. All along from Saboba, I've, I've come, I've, I couldn't file. And I will go back and come back another time. One of our clients just came this morning. And this is a bad now, in the greater Accra region, many more people were stranded at the court complex. Many returned home disappointed. We are, we are, virtually, we are frustrated, completely frustrated, because now you don't even know when your, 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 your case is coming on. Some of us updates for trial, something this, one, two, three, four, five days continuously for trial. And you don't know when again your, your turn will come. It's very, very frustrating. They have to resolve those issues because if they don't do that, there are a lot of cases which they need to be settled. In my case, for example, I have to travel, but because of the case, I'm here. So if it, uh, it's not resolved, then it means we are piling up the cases, piling up the cases, and it's going to be a problem for some people. Well, I'll take you to the Ashanti region. Now, Nana Bwachi Yadom has been doing the rounds all day today. And Nana, we know that the announcement came earlier yesterday. Did we get many people still trooping to the court premises? Uh, well, MFA, yes. A lot of people were trooping into the court premises. Uh, some of these court premises that we visited, the court complexes in the Ashanti region, including the Kumasi High Court and the appeal court visited. Um, some people traveled all the way from the western region and from Abuase and from the Pai, but unfortunately the court didn't open for them. Um, we were able to speak to the regional chairman of the Ghana Bar Association, Kwanzaa Petre, who says government must intervene and find an immediate solution um, to ensure that judicial service staff return to work. Well, he says the absence of JUSAC will negatively affect every court activity. Um, some of these um, court users were also stranded. Some even came as early as 6 a.m. Um, some other person we spoke to had to come for his final ruling today, but unfortunately, um, the court wasn't opened for him. Some court users who were left stranded want um, do that to rescind their decision. So, for my monitoring today, MFM, this is what we can report for you.
today, today I'm very sad and because I've traveled all the way from Sashibakwai to Fire Papers in this court. And to my surprise, we heard the news yesterday night. It was very late, so we thought they were not going to implement it. But to our surprise, it's in full implementation that they are not going to work. Well, we can hear from the uh, regional chairman of um, the Ghana Bar Association, Kwame Ususetre. He wants government to intervene. Yeah, uh, I'm worried in the sense that it's affecting administration of justice in the region. If the strike is nationwide, then the nation. But this morning, for instance, we have a lot of cases that we're supposed to do. We have to file processes that has to be done so that you file it within time because the proceedings and everything is regulated by law. When you want to file any process, there is a specific time limit within which to file. So you come here, you want to file, and it's not there. What happens to that process? And then those who are on remand, who are supposed to even be brought to court, for them to get justice by way of application for bail and others, they cannot come. So what happens is that uh, people's rights will be affected. And it's a, a very serious thing that we, we, we have to find a way of resolving so that these people can come back for us to uh, continue with the uh, administration of justice as far as the region is concerned. Well, that's the regional level. The PRO of the Ghana Bar Association, Sevia Kuja, says they are taking steps to resolve the issue by Monday. Hopefully, hopefully Monday we should see some action. Why I am saying that the best people to deal with this is Joseph as well as government because they are the main people involved. So they should engage each other. And as I said, let me retreat. They necessarily be asking that pay them now. They're asking for approval. If that is done, definitely timelines regarding, uh, regarding payment uh, with sincere promises, I believe that they will come because they are reasonable people who have relatives who use And this is where they make a living. Hmm. Your members, are they beginning to reach out to national leadership over how this uh, strike is affecting them? Well, uh, as natural, of course, you have a few calls as to what's happening. That's what I said, we're behind the scenes, and very soon we'll see results. But That's uh, Xavier Kuje, is the PRO for the Ghana Bar Association. Thankfully, we have the General Secretary of JUSAC, Abdullah Yakubu, joining us. We're grateful for your time here on Newsnight. Abdullah, uh, did I lose Abdullah Yakubu on the phone? Uh, let's try again. Mr. Yakubu, can you hear me? Good evening. Good evening, Emma. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for asking. Um, do we have some good news for litigants? Oh, as at today, we don't have anything much to report except to confirm that our members across the country have complied with our directive for the strike. It has been effective. And approval has still not been given by government? We do have not got any official communication from government yet. How about unofficial communication? What do you have? <laughs> we've had a, a bit of engagement with our management and we're hoping that next week we will meet them and possibly meet the government side also to look at the way forward. So at least um, you've been reached out to since the declaration of the strike? By our management. By your management and not government yet. How about the NLC? Not yet. We've not had communication from NLC. And we hope that they don't come in because they know where the solution is. Our management can work with government to engage us to get the approval. That is all. Mm, why are you not hoping that the NLC will come in in this? Oh, I think we all know what the solution is. 
So when they are coming, they are, are they coming to give us the approval? They have made their orders for the chief of staff and the labor minister, finance minister, to comply. If they have failed to comply with their, their directives, then they should direct their guns or their weapons towards the presidency or the people that they have asked to engage us to have this matter resolved and not to ask again. Okay. Ms. Abdullahi, I'll leave you here for now. And this is a matter that we'll be interrogating further. But thankfully, the Executive Secretary of the NLC, Ufuswa Samwa, uh, joins us on the line. Thank you so much. Um, they may not want you uh, to intervene. Oh, we, we lost Mr. Ufuswa Samwa, unfortunately. Um, sorry about that. But we're hoping to get the intervention of the National Labor Commission on this. But let's do sports. And Mubarak uh, joins me in studio. Musbao, Musbao, forgive me, Musbao. Yes, well, uh, it's, it's just um, former world champion Joshua Clotter. He's been speaking and he's very concerned about the work ethic of some young boxers in the country. And uh, he fears that the work ethic might just jeopardize the future of the sport in the country. According to him, too many of these boxers are least concerned about their career and even investing in their scale, rather paying lots more attention on women. This badge, uh-huh. they finish another badge. Uh-huh. They finish, maybe we have a future. Uh-huh. Maybe this badge, if they are serious, but this badge, they are all spending their time with girls. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. You know, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, some people might not like it because I am just digging, digging their problem. By the end of the day, is the facts. Uh-huh. They are all women in their rooms. Uh-huh. I don't believe in those things. Uh-huh. Our time, you you have a fire with car to Mala Joshi. Mm-hmm. You have a journey from Mala Joshi to airport. Mm. That time, no more, yeah, M1. You have a journey from Mala Joshi to airport. Mm. You have training. Wow. And yet, like these boys, you know, move to me, you training, no? Mm. Maybe future war, but me, no? Former world champion there. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> He's really concerned about how some of these young boxers yeah. are, you know, focused on women and not you know about their career not sure where he stands on that but he spoke to uh, maybe Savanyo of uh, Adom TV's Adom TV on uh, the Agon- Agokensie in Agokensie in Yeah yeah Agokensie in Komoso <laughs> so uh, the full interview will be on Adom TV uh, on Sunday you can catch it there of course that's all for sports and it's brought to you by Pepsodent Herbal and Chaco we say ever every, every smile, smile matters. matters thank you very much Musba we'll catch you on TV too but she was sexually harassed by a reverend father who is a superior at work. She wanted him punished but later withdrew the case from court. That is the story of an administrator in the Western North region narrated by the regional strategy director Eric Kuminta at a stakeholder consultation workshop on the development of a new action plan on business and human rights. Maxo Agbagba was there. He's more. When perpetrators are punished, that will serve as a deterrent to others. The Western North Regional Director of the Commission on Human Rights and Administrative Justice, Eric Kumi Inta, sharing some of the cases his office has been dealing with and how the new National Action Plan on Business and Human Rights will help address the problem. With the case that came, that came to our office and it's involved one of these hospitals, the, the, the Reverend Father, who is the director, sexually harassed uh, uh, an administrator, mm. and the case came to our office. In fact, the matter went to court when uh, later on the complainant came and withdrew his case, uh, case. Mm. and so uh, we had no strength to 
as it were, battle the case again because uh, we were going to lack evidence. The National Action Plan on Business and Human Rights, when activated, would deal with a wide range of business-related abuses like poor remuneration, abuse of employees by employers, and different forms of human rights abuse in businesses in Ghana. But the issue of sexual harassment in businesses continues to remain topical at the consultation workshops to gather views that will help in the development of the National Action Plan. Lead member of the drafting of the Action Plan and member of the steering committee, Victor Broby says when activated, the National Action Plan on Business and Human Rights is expected to name and shame businesses engaged in or abuse rights through a ranking system. We are going to create a business and human rights rating system. In other words, um, charge in, um, in conjunction with other stakeholders are going to rank companies on their compliance levels with business and human rights norms. Chairperson of the steering committee, Dr. Sylvia Adusu, says the NAP, when activated, will enhance the protection of rights. That's Maxwell Agbagba with that report. Now, it's Tech Thursday and researchers at the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology are urging the Ghana Health Service to expand the use of social media platform WhatsApp in antenatal care and delivery services. This comes at the back of a research involving the records of over 34,000 patients in Kumasi, which found a substantial improvement in antenatal care and delivery services with the use of WhatsApp. Love FM's Kwesi Debra speaks with the lead researcher Kwame Sakwadiesafo for Tech Thursday. During the COVID-19 era, many hospitals in Ghana suffered a drop in antenatal care and delivery services. WhatsApp was therefore employed to urge mothers to attend antenatal care and delivery services. The researchers found an increase in antenatal care from 37% in 2020 to 53% in 2021 and delivery services from 26% in 2020 to 41% in 2021. Kwame Safasakodie is lead researcher. Antenatal care service was on the rise due to the use of the mobile health for referrals. Uh, postnatal care declined during that period because the mothers thought that if if I was exposed and I'm safe, now my child is in, I will not expose my child. So that side declined. Firstly, I recommend that uh, Minister of Health should get something like WhatsApp health. They have WhatsApp business. They should get WhatsApp health so that the security and privacy component of it could be secured. Reporting for Joy News, Kwesi Debra. And that's it for tonight's edition of News Night on Joy 99.7 FM, also on Love 99.5 FM in Kumasi. There's more on my joyonline.com. I am MFA Apau. Personality profile is up next, and we are hosting Dr. Mary Ishen, principal of the Ghana International School. What a conversation we're about to have. Do stay.
Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 